I have a clear memory of uh, Long Gore Passano sitting up here one time and saying, um, I'm just waiting patiently for something to come into my mind. <laughs> he didn't do nearly as much fidgeting as I do <laughs> when I'm having the same experience. But having those, having those models like we do, having the monks and nuns as models, wise people as models, extemporaneous speakers as models, you know, it really does help settle the mind, settle the heart. <clears throat> I was talking to someone in, during uh, office hours recently, and and uh, they said, oh, well, I don't really know what to do right now and <laughs> or say. And I said, well, I do this because you don't have to do or say anything. You could close your eyes and just sit here. <laughs> it would be perfectly acceptable, and I wouldn't try to stop you. <laughs> I could even do that up here in front of a whole room of people. <laughs> that might be nice for some of you. <laughs> I've been um, looking back a little bit on my Dhamma life, my time with this community and my time meditating and practicing the Dhamma in the, in the Ajahn Chah tradition. And I've taken on a, um, an analogy. There's a, there's a visual that's coming to mind more and more, which is of an hourglass like a big, nice, not like the boggle hourglass, <laughs> which is mostly my hourglass experience. <laughs> Word games, anyone? <laughs> but boggle, or not boggle, like the big, now I just want to play boggle. <laughs> big glass, hourglass with sand in it. The sand isn't, fine sand it's all of the same grain it's um, got bigger pieces and smaller pieces it's more like beach sand it's been worn down over hundreds and thousands and millions of years and i've started to kind of conceptualize or visualize this hourglass being flipped over when i started practicing 20 years ago it's full at the top. <laughs> and uh, slowly, the sand has started to sift into the bottom. And sometimes it gets stuck, <laughs> you know, like when you're writing, you're getting all those boggle words, and then you look up and, ah, you got to pay attention. <laughs> got to make the sand move. Okay, off the boggle now. This, this sand is slowly moving to the bottom. And uh, what's left in the top is uh, clarity and space. Because <clears throat> that's all there is when the sand moves to the bottom. And it's just a little bit, <laughs> a little bit at the top. <laughs> it's clear and spacious. 
and the sand is moving slowly, uh, but it continues to move, it continues to drop, it continues to make space and clarity uh, as it moves through the hourglass. And I, you know, initially um, started using that analogy for meditation. You know, sitting down, and instead of adding a bunch of stuff in or um, trying to get somewhere or trying to get jhana or trying to get anything, <laughs> I began to think of my meditation, my meditation uh, as an opportunity for um letting go, an opportunity for things to settle and um, move away, <clears throat> and for clarity and space to be left behind. And that was really useful. Instead of thinking about where I was going to get in my meditation, I started um I sort of flipped the script for myself and started thinking about what I was going to let go, you know, what letting go feels like in meditation. The letting go of, for example, the hindrances, the letting go of greed, you know, wanting something, wanting, uh, just enjoying that uh, kind of um warmth or wanting food or uh, reaching towards something uh, or letting go of aversion, um, letting go of that sense that it isn't right or my posture isn't right or my brain isn't right or my knees aren't right, <clears throat> my mind isn't right. I didn't come with the right state of mind, letting go of that aversion, uh, letting go of sleepiness, you know, uh, letting go of how to combat sleepiness. Now, how do I combat sleepiness? Open your eyes. No, I don't want to open my eyes. <laughs> That's not what meditators do. Well, meditators who want to be awake and are falling asleep, open their eyes. <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> Let in the light. Uh, letting go of uh restlessness letting go of letting go of restlessness letting the body become quiet letting the restlessness sink into the cushion into the floor becoming grounded letting go of doubt Am I doing this right? What am I even doing here? <laughs> Why do I even do this? Why did the Buddha even do this? <laughs> is this the right place? Is this the right lineage? Is this the right tradition? Is this the right posture? Is this the right mind state? I don't know. I'm already sitting here. <laughs> letting go of doubt. Now I began to look at my meditation as just a sifting a letting go, a letting gravity take, you know, the excess out of my mind and heart. Not doing anything. It's just sitting there. The hourglass is just sitting there on the table. I'm not doing anything. 
just letting the work be done. And then, you know, then I realized that it was um, for me, you know, it was a fairly good analogy for uh, my life and practice because <clears throat> that's what's happened. So doing, um, practicing meditation and practicing in community and practicing with the precepts and practicing generosity <clears throat> and talking less, even though it seems like I talk all the time <laughs> now, uh, talking less, reading less, doing less, letting things go is what is allowing this kind of clarity and space at the top, at the t very top. <clears throat> um, and I can see, you know, that the sand is sifting, it's moving. I'm allowing it to just flow through. <clears throat> And looking at it that way, it's kind of like uh, different than a path, you know. A path is something, what the Buddha taught was fine. <laughs> it's not a path. It's a very important metaphor. <laughs> um, but, you know, it just, in terms of this particular reflection, a path is doing. So there's a lot of doing. I'm standing up, I'm moving forward, I'm not falling to the right, I'm not falling to the left, I'm doing all the things, I'm looking ahead, you know, I see who's on it, ahead of me, I see who's on it, you know, coming up. No, no problem. <laughs> I hear what's going on. Uh, but it is movement, you know, and moving forward, the perception of progress uh, is really useful to me. Something looks like it's moving in a direction that gives me faith, it gives me confidence to keep going. That's what, you know, settles doubt. Uh, but this hourglass kind of analogy is very um, calming. It's very sweet. Uh, it's very, um, it is a reminder not to keep moving, but to let go, just let go, let go, let go of views and opinions, let go of um, the way I think things should be, let go of fi a fixed position on anything, it's not fixed. It's going to keep moving, you know, this, this kind of uh, settling is going to keep happening if I get out of the way. <clears throat> uh, so it's just, it's been really useful to me. And I just, I have this, um, I don't know if this is related, let's pretend it's related. There's this other thing. <laughs> let's pretend I have a cohesive uh, talk to give this morning. I never do. I love this quote, uh, the concept, and I just came across it this week, the concept that everything is on a spectrum and nothing is clearly defined 
is just such a clear path to empathy. Oh. <laughs> that just moved everybody's hourglass sand, didn't it? The concept that everything is on a spectrum and nothing is clearly defined is just such a clear path to empathy. That's Dan Levy, you know, actor, star of Schitt's Creek. <laughs> and who knows what he was talking about uh, when he said this, but uh, it sure sounds like what we're doing. It sure sounds like the teachings of the Buddha. It sure sounds like Ajahn Chah saying over and over to his disciples, not sure, not sure, uncertain. We don't know. You think? Are you sure? <clears throat> and in asking that over and over to his disciples, he was helping them um, become unstuck, unstuck on their own fixed views, unstuck in their own opinions, unstuck in the way they thought they should be, the way they should proceed. And further, you know, becoming unstuck in their perceptions about themselves and others. You know, recognizing that everything is on a spectrum and nothing is clearly defined. Really, that everything is a verb. <laughs> this body is a verb. This building is a verb. It's also a few other <laughs> words. <laughs> This, these relationships are all verbs. <clears throat> this uh, very altar I'm sitting on is a verb. Eventually, it's going to fall apart. I hope it's not today. <laughs> we can pray. <laughs> but it is in the process of falling apart. You know, every time I sit here, it gets a little weaker. It's eventually going to give. Um, it's a verb. It's happening. And so recognizing that we are, you know, as human beings, uh, not clearly defined, not fixed in a position, um, subject to change, subject to um, move forward and backwards and sideways, <clears throat> It helps us theoretically see that everybody else is too. And then what arises from there, uh, forgive the Judeo-Christian overlay, <laughs> is grace. It's grace. Oh, you're a hot mess too. <laughs> yeah, but it's changing, isn't it? It's always changing. Ajahnam Sumedho, in this wonderful essay about gratitude, gratitude to parents, he somebody asked him. It was it was a it was a talk and then a Q and A. Somebody asked him, "What's the best thing you can do for your parents?" And he said, "Don't create them." Um. <laughs> Don't think you know, you know, don't tell them who they are. Don't tell yourself who they are. If you don't do that, 
you'll have an easier time bringing up gratitude, bringing up happiness around them. Um, same with our kids. Don't, you know, my kids like this. Well, I've had I had a whole week of my kids like this, and a bunch of you met my kid yesterday, and he sure seems great, doesn't he? You know, what do I know? Yeah, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> if I create who he is in my mind, he's going to surprise me the next minute, really. And he should. That's his job. That's everyone's job is to surprise ourselves and each other. Uh, but we don't like that. It's very hard. We want things to be a certain way. We don't want things to be um, unclearly defined. And on the spectrum, it's easier if things are clearly defined. Then we know how to position ourselves in their midst. Um, but this tradition, it doesn't do that. <laughs> this Ajahn Chah particularly this lineage is very um, it's very spontaneous it's very extemporaneous uh, you know one is happiest when one is waiting for that text that says hey can you train a friend <laughs> on zoom <laughs> or uh, or what or hey there's a an inch of water in the bathroom <laughs> the building's a verb <laughs> what are we going to do about it If we lose our minds, you know, if we lose our mindfulness every time something goes sideways, uh, then we're, Ajahn Chah would say, then we're losing our minds. So staying open and flexible, uh, balanced and upright, receptive, and yet keeping energy up uh, because the answer to all of this isn't it's fine <laughs> no it's doing the next right thing but we don't have to use anger to do the next right thing or anxiety because that's my favorite gas that's the gas in my tank <laughs> is anxiety if I worry about this hard enough I'll get it done yeah well and I'll be miserable the whole time too FYI we just finished this I swear this is the last time I'm going to say the word remodel in this room but we we just fin kind of finished it almost finished it and uh, looking back I was like I mean these people these uh, the contractors were in our house for three months and I went I only looked at it about every 10 days <laughs> and the contractors would be like have you seen the new walls have you seen the new floor did you see the, you know no I don't want to it makes me nervous. You know, I don't know. It's weird, but that's my karma. Things make me nervous. This makes me nervous. <laughs> you know, sitting up here makes me nervous. <clears throat> but it's my practice. It's my practice to be nervous and then do the next right thing. So that's what this, this tradition has helped me with uh, more than anything is to be with myself the way I am and then do the next right thing uh, or the next wrong thing and then learn from that and then to do the next right thing. <laughs> you know, so it takes, I'm a slow learner. It takes repeated mistakes and errors 
uh, to learn from and, and move forward. 